welcome to My Little House of Prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me today. I want to thank everyone for their patience during this time I've had to have to take care of business concerning my late husband's passing. It was expected, although I was believing the Lord for his healing, so it was unexpected. Thank you so much for the sweet condolences and patience with me at this time. I believe that this is going to be an awesome message. I can't wait to begin. Let's open in prayer. Father, I want to thank you. I want to come before you and, and thank you and acknowledge that you are the Holy One, the Righteous One the one that loves, guides, and protects us, Father God, that helps us walk in righteousness and holiness, that provides our every need. And I just praise you, Father. I praise you for my listeners that are listening in, that they would feel free to share this message, Father, or these messages, Father, so that the gospel can make itself known so that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ be made known to all who enter our lives, Father. Let this message be your words, not my words. And I thank you for it right now. And bless the ears of all that hear, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. A few weeks ago, my friend and I were traveling somewhere. All of a sudden, the Lord caused me to start tapping on the door. As I was tapping, I heard tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. This tick-tock represents a second in this life and in heaven. Tick-tock. I am coming soon. Tick-tock. I am watching for the day and hour I am going to come back for my bride. Tick-tock. Are you ready? Tick-tock. Every second, a baby is born into this world. Tick-tock. Every second, a soul is passing from this world to the next. Tick-tock. Few will make heaven their home. Remember, my word says that hell has to open her mouth to receive those who have not followed after my son, who rejected him. Narrow is the way to salvation. Few there be that find it. Tick, tock. Go ye therefore, sharing the gospel with anything and anyone that will stand still long enough to hear it. Tick, tock. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing my spiritual clock? Tick, tock. This same word has been echoed in the body of Christ all over the world. The Lord says nothing by coincidence. Are we ready for his soon arrival? Are we preparing to meet him? I am trying and hoping that I am counted worthy to meet him on that day. He comes to rapture us up to his heavenly home. I had a vision slash word from the Lord concerning this very subject. It was given to me on Sunday February 26th of 2023. 
I had a vision from the Lord, but he also talked with me about what I was seeing. Because our English is so limited, I often can't find the words to describe the glory of him that he is showing me. So here goes with the best of my ability. The vision was this. I saw the sky roll back while his Shekinah glory was making the sky roll back. It was brilliant. It was awesomely bright. Yet I could look at it. As his Shekinah glory came down to meet us, his children, and there were so many, we were drawing near to it. We were walking toward it. The closer we walked toward him, the closer his glory came down to meet us. All of a sudden, we were translated from earth to his tabernacle, a.k.a. dwelling place. The rapture is simply being translated from earth to his home. It was so incredible. No mere words can do what I saw justice. The word that I wrote down afterwards was this. I had a vision concerning the rapture. It was a call to draw near to Christ. As you draw near to me, you are removing my concealment between you and I, the concealment of just who I am to you, the veil between you and I, between eternity future and eternity present. Rapture is heaven coming down to earth for a moment in time. My people who are called by my name Walking in my righteousness will be coming nearer to me, and I will be coming down nearer to them. And you will be translated into my heaven, my dwelling. Keep walking in my statutes, and you will be drawing near to me, and you will make heaven your home to continually give glory to my name. He also showed me what happened to Enoch, Elijah, and others. It is simply walking so closely with the Lord that he decides that we are so much closer to his home than ours. So let's just translate from this world to his. After I heard a brother say this in a different way, I have desired this in my walk with the Lord. I pray that the rest of the body would also desire this. Now back to the subject at hand. As Christians, we have a responsibility to the cause of Christ. What is the cause of Christ? Luke 14, 11 through 27. But whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Then said he also to him that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the blamed, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed. For they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. 
and they with all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went great multitudes with him. And he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. How is this scripture helping us to know what kind of news we are sharing? Because right here, Jesus is commanding his children to be his representatives, to go out into the highways and byways declaring the great news that we have found in him. We are his ambassadors. Ambassadors in Jesus' day were to deliver a message the same way their king gave it to them to give. He, if he rent his clothes and cried with a shout as he spoke the message, so was the one he sent to do so. Jesus Christ walked among us as our example. Therefore, as ambassadors in his name, we are required to share the great news that he has given us the same way he gave it to us. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You know, lead by example. All the things he has taught us along the way, people don't want to know what you know. They want to know that you care. When you come to Christ, you can say that you are a changed person all you want. But if there is no fruit of that change, no one will believe it. That is the great call of God in our lives, to live as Christ. You know, what would Jesus do? WWJD? We laugh, but this is true. How are people going to want what we have if we don't allow the cross of Christ to change our ways? Our choices. James three eleven through eighteen. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with the knowledge with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. 
But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. A friend and I did not get alone with our Heavenly Father this a few weeks ago. We ran straight into our day. I'm helping her. I, I was helping her move, but we still could have taken a few minutes to invite him into our day to be Lord over our lives, but we did not. She started responding to fear and anxiety. They used her to try to get me out of Christ-like behavior. Well, after a while, it worked. I allowed myself to be unchristlike. This was not right of me. I had just been telling her about how to recognize the enemy trying to use people and situations to change us from who we are in Christ. Then I go and let the enemy change who I was, a blood-bought child of God. Well, she and I both repented and asked the Lord for forgiveness and thanked him for it. Then we asked each other for, for forgiveness and forgave each other. We no longer want to allow ourselves to act like that. You know, since the Lord had a friend staying with me, this person had been a mirror for me to see myself in. Boy, I have I had a lot of, to repent of. I've learned a lot from her presence here. Stuff that I was taught at the beginning of my walk with the Lord that I did not understand then I understand now. You can say that this... This is truly an example of iron sharpening iron. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. I believe that what this is saying is, look for a friend who tells you the truth no matter how bad it will hurt. Know that only a true friend only wants the best of you. So like my daughter says, if we have spinach in our teeth, a true friend will tell us. We can have spinach in our teeth in a spiritual sense. That is why what my friends do for me. They always let me know when I have spinach, spiritual spinach in my teeth. Ephesians 4, 29-32 Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We ought to consider the words of our lips. We don't have to say everything we think, especially towards one another. We all need to think about what we are 
fixing to let loose out of our mouths. <clears throat> you know, I reached a point where I did not like the loose tongue that I had, so I went to the Lord and asked him what I could do about it. Something had to give. He told me to go on a fast of no talking. How long and how, how to act as normal as I could so that I did not draw attention to what or why I was on a fast. I needed help, and not even my flesh could get in the way. When I got off of the fast, my speech had changed. I was able to take time and think about what I was going to say. That day was a bad day for me, but with the Lord's help and my obedience to his word, tomorrow will be better. You know, in today's day and time, the world is so negative, with all kinds of negative words and actions. Why can't we be the positive light the Lord wants to use in this world? Why can't we be a living example of positivity that can only be found in Christ Jesus of Nazareth? No form of meditation can change the negativity around us. Only the love of the Lord can dispel all negativity around us. We can allow him to use us to be this kind of light, the kind of light that will shine through the negative darkness. Just a side note. In a piece of art, the white is called positive light. The black is called negative light. A piece of film is called a negative. Why? Because from one person's point of view, the negative light is what creates the picture. But in Christ's point of view, a piece of film is called a positive because it is the positive light that makes the picture. Isn't that something to chew on? Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14-16, You're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The gospel of Christ is good news. The gossip of the world is bad news. We have been left with the great news of the gospel of Christ, the positive news, the positive light. Are we going to be bitter water and negative light? Which side of us are we willing to allow the world to see? Are we willing to walk around with spiritual spinach in our teeth? Or are we willing to let the Holy Spirit make us perfect ambassadors for Christ Jesus? If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask him for his forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to him. Thank him for his forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in his holy word. Ask him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins 
after I pray with you because this is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have made the decision to give your life to Jesus, let me be one of the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. All of heaven is greatly rejoicing over your decision today. Please let me know of your decision today. I want to pray for you. If this message has brought up any questions or spoke to you in some way, or if you have any prayer requests, please let me know by commenting below, private messaging me, or you can email me at my number one little afmp at aol.com. I would greatly love to hear from you. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, let your words be hid in our heart that we might not sin against you, Father God. Help us take these words to heart that we can be living epistles before the world today of your precious name and the great and mighty work that you have done in each and every one of our lives. If there is one miracle that ever took place that would be great, it's the miracle of salvation. The miracle of raising the dead to life, Father God. Dead to the curse of sin. Alive in Christ. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. Amen.